Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Blues take on the Minnesota Wild tonight over at Enterprise Center. The pregame at 6, and Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale will have the call at 7 o'clock. And Joey V joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, as he does every Friday here on Carriker Smallman and Danny Mac. Good morning, Joey V. How you doing? Hey, Randy. Doing good. Just dropped the kids off at school. Uh, ran into some other couples with young kids. And, you know, it's really good we have each other. It's really good we have each other through this phase of, of adolescents and all these young kids because we can kind of lean on each other and talk about how miserable life can be at times. It really helps. <laughs> it's important. How, how has life been miserable for you lately, though? Listen, it's not miserable at all. No, but it, it can be tough. It can be tough. And I think that, you know, with, you know, Curbs and myself and these Blues players and staff, you know, with being on this, drawing this West Coast has certainly put a damper. And I'll kind of tie this into hockey. It, it's it's made things a little difficult for a lot of people, you know, with us, for example, getting home at one, two in the morning after post game. And, you know, I'm, my kids are up at five, whether they go to bed at midnight or 6 PM, they're up <laughs> at five, no matter what my wife's pregnant. So I'm pitching in as far as letting her get sleep. And it kind of catches up to you a little bit. You know, Craig Bruby talked about this too, the tie it into hockey with this team and the struggles throughout March and kind of the way this season has gone. It's been tough. It's been tough being in this Western Conference. And he talked to the broadcasters about this the other day. The time change, the flights. I mean, you're not going to Nashville or Chicago. You're not, you're not playing a game you know, at the United Center and, and back in your bed by 1 a.m. It's, it's not like that. I mean, these guys are getting in at 3, 4 in the morning. They have one day of a reset with their family, and they're right back at it at the Enterprise Center the next night. It's taken a wear and tear on this team, which I, I love the fact now that we're in April. And I know the Blues haven't been that strong at home with the takeaway that game they had a couple nights ago, which was fantastic. But just getting on a good routine, hopefully, of rest, sleep, recovery, being around family, I think it actually could do some really great things for this team in April. Yeah, Joey, and I don't know if a lot of fans really think about stuff like that, so it is important to factor that in. But the Blues, they, they break their losing streak with a win over Vegas, and Jordan Bennington says that they are coming. Are you buying in? Absolutely, I'm buying in. And again, I take it to the, the schedule in April, uh, being, being good on home ice. I think that that game the other night, I think that gave this team a lot of confidence because you play one of the best teams in the National Hockey League and you played very well. You played well enough to win the game. But more importantly, you have a goaltender that looked like he looked back in 2019. Was it a perfect game? For the Blues, absolutely not. I mean, listen, they gave up 50 shots. On most given nights, any kind of goaltender aside from Jordan Bennington, you probably end up losing that game. But they didn't. He played very strong. His angles were good. His confidence was there. And, and I think he loved making that little splash at the end, saying we're coming. That's going to grab some headlines like it did back in 2019. He's got a good grasp for understanding 
this game and understanding how the flow of it goes and how to change momentum in a season. And I think, I think he is absolutely correct. Listen, we're three points out of a playoff spot. We have one game in hand on Arizona. If we played Arizona 10 times, I, I think we win six or seven out of those. I think we're a better team. I think we're well-built. Do I think Doug Armstrong is going to make a move before Monday? I do. I don't think it's going to be a blockbuster one like we saw in New Jersey where Zajac and Palmieri went to the Islanders. I don't think it'd be that to that degree, but I think it's going to be something. You know, Mike Hoffman was a healthy scratch the other night. Will he be another one here tonight? More than likely. Does he get moved before Monday? Do we bring in a good piece, a top six four, maybe a steady big defenseman on the back end? Probably to make this team a little bit better to get in. And once you get in, guys, I tell you what, it's a scary thing. You just never know. I know Colorado's good. I know Vegas is terrific, and a lot of people are saying, well, why make the push if you don't think you can get through those guys? I think you can with Bennington playing the way he did. I think you look at him, how he stole the show the other night. We saw that back in 2019. This kid can get so hot. I don't care if you're Colorado and you got all those boatload of points and all those weapons. This Bennington guy, he can, he can steal, still steal a series. What have you thought of uh, Pareko in, in terms of coming back and making a difference? I think he's been great, Dan. You know, that first game was a little shaky because, you know, listen, you're, you're coming back for the first time. I think his minutes were really high. I think Craig Berube and the coaching staff got really excited with him being back, and I think he played maybe a little bit too much in that first game. But I love the way they put him on that second game. They put him with Jake Wallman to start things off. They moved him around a little bit. They kept him off the power play. He did his fair share of penalty killing, but mostly it was just five on five, where his minutes were a lot better managed. I like the way he was getting up in the ice, his, his gaps in the neutral zone. That's something that takes a long time to, to come back from for a defenseman. Yes, the offense can be there. Yes, defensively, you can be hard to play against. That's all kind of be, been given, but it's the gaps in the neutral zone. That is the toughest transition because you've got to get up to speed. And what I mean by that for fans out there, for a defenseman who's accepting a rush, you have to get up enough to close the gap to make the forward's life miserable, but you can't go too far because then you can get burnt wide. So that's where that, that gray area of gap control for defensemen is so important, and it does take time to get there. I looked at Colton's gaps the other day. I thought they were great, and his ability to actually close in when they're a little bit too tight is phenomenal because he's got those big legs, that big body that can just kind of chug up and down the ice. So his ability to close and his ability to recover is probably one of the best of any defenseman in the National Hockey League. So he can make up for a lot, a lot of those lost mistakes that he ended up making in that game, but I thought he was terrific all over the ice. Joey, several scraps the other night against Vegas. As a former fighter, energy guy, how do you calculate when to do that, when to provide that energy with a fight? You know, I, I looked at that fight the other night, and you know, kudos to Kyle Clifford. Because he went out and he fought the toughest guy in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I, I wouldn't go anywhere near Ryan Reeves. I mean, that guy, is he is lethal. He's big. He's tough. He's built like a fighter. He's got the attitude of a fighter. He's got an incredible reach. And, he, and he's a very well-versed. He's a skill fighter in the sense that he knows what to do and how to counter whatever the other player is going to do. You see how he adjusts throughout a fight. So he's a very knowledgeable fighter. A lot of people think that, Fighters in the National Hockey League, they're like the old Rocky Marcianos. Just go out there, take a beat, and just throw right, throw right, throw left. doesn't matter. But the best fighters are the ones that can throw right and then understand that the right's tied up, and then they can kind of flip to the left, and then they get to the inside, and then they go, they go a couple jabs to the ribs to kind of loosen the guy up, and then they go back with the right. I mean, he's, he's well-versed. And the reason I bring up Ryan Reeves is because Kyle Clifford went after him. He finishes his check on him. He confronts him. It looks like Ryan Reeves wants to skate away and have nothing to do with it, which I was surprised because at the time, Vegas was down 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. a perfect time for Ryan Reeves to fight. So I'm not really sure. Maybe he was at the end of his shift, so he didn't want a piece of him at that time. Maybe get me later. 
But, you know, Kyle Clifford, again, a, a very intelligent move by going back at him, knowing he didn't want a piece of it, and, and fighting that guy. I thought he hung in very tough. I thought he got to the inside very well. And as far as the momentum of a game, it's not so much the momentum of a game. Sometimes it's just the momentum of a season. Look what Braden Shen did, you know, when Bobby Plager passed away and the mm-hmm. team wasn't doing very well. First shift of the game, bam, here we go. Got a great scrap in Minnesota. Kyle Clifford, again, you've lost seven in a row. You're facing the Golden Knights. The Blues are off to a great start. You got two-goal lead. You're in your home ice. You're in the home crowd. Let's get this place going. Let's get the energy up. We've had a couple goals. Now let's get a fight. Let's get a scrap. Let's get these fans, all 5,000 of them, on their feet. Start enjoying this team. Start enjoying this win. Start bringing people back to the building. We've got a lot of home games in April. Let's keep this momentum going. So Kyle Clifford did it for all those reasons and then some. A pretty, pretty courageous fight there by Kyle. So, Joey, you said you don't want any part of Ryan Reeves. When you played, was there a guy that you did not want to throw down with at all? Oh, my gosh. There was like 100. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I, I played the role. I was the Superman that, that showed up in my, in my suit, and I went to the, the telephone pole or the telephone booth, whatever they call those stupid things you don't see anymore, and I turned in my, my <laughs> Superman suit. And I, I was, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I lived two different lives. I, the, the person I am now is who I truly am. I, I love people. I, I try to be as compassionate as possible and, and I, and I enjoy people and I, I try to be kind, but on the ice, you have to switch it. You have to just turn it. And that was the case for me. It wasn't very natural. Like I talked to Cam Jansen a lot. Cam was a fighter. Like Cam loved to fight. It's just who he was. It was in his nature. You know, he's, he's as crazy off the ice as he was on the ice. And that's what made him so valuable as a fighter. But though no, there was, there were some big boys. I mean, Eric Goddard was a guy you just you never wanted to go around. Uh, the tooth in Calgary was, was an animal uh, for sure. Sestito was a crazy guy. Uh, there was um, a player there in, um, in Columbus. I'm trying to think of his name right now. It was also Ronaldo in Philadelphia. And, and Ronaldo you got to be careful of because he was my size. And a lot of those Ty Domi types, uh, those are the sneaky ones. You really got to be careful of because – the, the big bodies that you, you know just to stay away from, right? Uh, Jody Shelley reminds me of someone like that. He's just huge, right? He's got scars all over his face. Stay the hell away from this guy. But it's the Ronaldos. It's the guys that are smaller that you don't think too much of, but they got that low center of gravity, and they got that look in their eye. Like, we all seen that look in their eye. Steve McIntyre played with me in Pittsburgh. Talk about a crazy SOB. He was a nice little cowboy off the ice. But as soon as, as soon as the game got out of hand or someone hit Sid or something, you, I looked at him on the bench, and his, his eyes got a little squirrely. They started kind of crisp. They, they kind of did the old crisscross applesauce in his pupils there. I'm like, oh, boy, Mac's going to go on a tangent here. And sure enough, he always did. The hardest part about playing with fighters was you had to play with fighters. You know what I mean? So aside from fighting, they had to play hockey, which they weren't very good at at the time. So it kind of made you look bad in moments. But, but the game still needs them. I've always said it. You got you to hold players accountable. As soon as you take fighting out of the game, that's when you're going to really start seeing more players get hurt. There's that, that little bit of fear there. I think players, I think we can all, all benefit from a little bit of fear. We've all had probably had one of our parents, maybe both of our parents, that you're a little, little scared of. Like my mom, she was a dove. I loved her to death. She never, she never reprimanded me once. But once dad got home, we're at the dinner table. If you mouthed off, you said something you're not supposed to say, you knew dad had that switch and you kind of had a little bit of fear there. And a little bit of fear was healthy. It kind of helped keep everyone on the table accountable and hockey's no different. You got to make sure everyone can kind of be semi accountable, which is why, uh, you know, and I'm going on a tangent here. And I apologize, but people ask all the time, well, hockey players generally are just very humble, nice people. Yeah. When you, kick, you get your ass kicked enough, you get punched in the nose a hundred <laughs> times a year. Uh, that can humble you pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, it can. Ronaldo is a hell of a soccer player, too. I, I just want to throw that out there, Joey. Um, that. I, I, 
I'm curious. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but the, the Canuck situation is, is not good with all the guys with COVID and it's in their organization. Do you know what's happening in terms of getting players vaccinated, organizations vaccinated? I know it's happening in baseball. It's happened with the Cardinals. What, what's going on with hockey? Well, uh, what I can say is that uh, the Blues are already in that process and of getting vaccinated. Uh, I don't think every player has, but I think it was basically if you wanted it, you can. So I know that it's starting to go around the league. I think that it's based off of um, city to city, county to county, like everything else, which is unfortunate. It's not a league-wide mandate, which is a, which is a complete bummer because if it were, then a lot more can get opened up. But everything, like the fans, I, I compare it to the fans. You know, why are there fans in some buildings and fans in not other buildings if it's still a National Hockey League game? Well, everything is based off of your jurisdiction. So for St. Louis County, we have a good little thing where we got 4,000 fans there. And we also now have a situation where anyone who is pretty much healthy or wants a vaccine can get it. We have that ability here in St. Louis, so we're very, very lucky. So I believe this Blues team will get it if they haven't already. So that's a plus for St. Louis. Now, the bummer side is look across the league because everything is connected and everything is affected by every team you play against. Um, unfortunately, it's just not. I talked to some buddies, some players that are in, in Canada, talked to their families. How is everything going? Canada is lagging way behind with vaccines right now. And for whatever reason, politics, I, I call it what you want. But from a, from a jurisdiction standpoint in Vancouver, especially on that kind of West Coast area, they have lagged way behind. So for Vancouver, I, I don't expect that players up there have been vaccinated yet. And I don't know if they will be anytime soon. Mm. Uh, it is unfortunate because as we kind of approach May, Time is ticking, you know, and, and luckily for Van, they're kind of more out of a playoff spot than, than kind of being in that fight. What does the league do? Do you just come to May and say, you know what, you're X amount of points out of a playoff spot. I know you had seven games in hand, but it is what it is. I'm, I, I apologize. There's nothing more we can do. Our hands are tied. It'll be really interesting if it happens to a team on the bubble that's going to miss so much games that you get to the point where you miss seven, eight games, and we're at the end of May, and they need to make up all these games. But meanwhile, half your opponents either out or in, and they don't probably don't want to play you either. So it's going to be an interesting one uh, for sure, Dan, and I, I wish I had better answers for you, but I know that uh, vaccines are definitely starting to roll out for players to kind of make it consistent across the board, which makes life so much easier, as we've seen for baseball, where hockey players can start being around each other more, sharing the old hot tub, which is my favorite, my favorite part of the day after the <laughs> game, having a couple of brewskis with Matt Cook. He said that the best way um, – Best way to recover. It's funny when I came in the league. With a lot of young guys, all these protein shakes and creatine shakes, and I love being around those guys. I try to treat my body right, but I love being around those old school guys. Matt Cook would grab a six pack of Bush. He'd go to the steamer and sauna. We would just crack open a couple beers. He goes, "This is the best recovery you can find right here, big boy." <laughs> That's what it's all about. Joey V, always love having you on the show. Thanks for the time. We do appreciate it. Have a good couple of games tonight and tomorrow here on 101 ESPN, and we'll talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. You three have a great one as well. Dan, great call last night, and go Cardinals. Yeah, thanks for the message too, Joey. meant a lot. Appreciate you. You bet. You bet. Good luck this year. Thanks. That's our friend Joe Vitale on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. 
While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.